there is a very big thing that God wants to do. And I normally say about it, I normally keep on saying about it that, you see, the Lord wants to do something. And what God wants to do has completely a very significant role, uh, a huge one, with what is happening in church today. The reason why God is healing people, why God is touching people, why God is blessing people, why God is delivering people, it has nothing to do with people's personal glory and gain. It has got a very big purpose which the Lord has to bring you closer to him. So if you see people getting healed or if you see yourself being healed, it has nothing to do with you being proud or you being happy about it. Because so many people, they really have got so many questions when things don't happen according to what they thought and they begin to ask God about. And they say, I don't understand why things are happening this way in my life. Because according to them, certain things are supposed to happen just because they're supposed to happen to them. This is where people get it wrong. Things will only happen to you because God is just trying to point you to Christ. He's trying to point you to Jesus as he's preparing you for the second return of Christ. So anything that you want, anything that you believe in God for, anything, whether the prophetic, whether the healing, anything that we're dealing with, it does not happen because God wants you just to be proud and to be happy. I heard someone saying, you know what? Um, I just want this miracle to happen. I said, eh? I said, why do you want the miracle to happen? He said, I just want the miracle to happen. So Jesus cried out one day. He said, woe unto you. For all the mighty miracles that have happened, if they have if they had happened somewhere else, if they had happened in any other place, the people would have repented. He says, but you, miracles happen in your midst, but they don't bring you to me. So there are people who, you know, miracles will happen to them. And the primary reason is that the miracles that happen around you or to you must actually lead you or bring you to Christ. I repeat, so if you are here expecting for something to happen or a miracle to happen or a big breakthrough to happen, you must understand what I'm saying, that God wants that miracle to bring the honor and the glory to the Lord. As we're continuing with our series of understanding the Jesus nation, the nation that God has called, as I prophesied to you that, you know, to some people, the Jesus nation thing will be like a wave. After a month or so, they will remove the revelation of Jesus nation and they'll begin to think of other things. You know, true to that prophecy, I can tell you, there are some people here, they have already forgotten about it and, and, and they are dealing with other things now. You see, the Jesus nation, it is a Kairos revelation. It is the revelation that has been given at the appointed time of God. God wants something to happen at his own moment, at his own time. And it has to happen at that time. Now, as I repeat to you, that it must not just be an occasional revelation. 
It has to be a revelation. God has a universal plan. You know, stop thinking of you. Think of what God wants to do. The whole reason we talk of Jesus is because God wants the world, not just you. He wants people to come together who can penetrate the systems of the world and establish Jesus Christ and the Lord and the personal Savior and destroy the worldly systems completely. In Deuteronomy 7, God says that statement. He says, and I repeat, when you go completely destroy all the systems of the Ammonites, the, the Perizzites, it completely destroy them. It says, if you mingle with them, they will be the ones destroying you. He says, I want you to destroy their systems. God wants us, his church, his children, to destroy the worldly systems. This is why it's very important. If you have the book, keep on reading that book. Read it as much as you can because God wants us to conquer these systems. If you're reading that book, there are revelations you'll be getting. Have your book, write them down because God wants you to penetrate. And don't choose. You know, somebody told me, like, I finished reading the book. I said, oh, you finished? He said, yeah. I said, what are you reading? He said, ah, uh, since I am a, a prophet, uh, a prophet of art and entertainment. I want to read about the art and the, and the and I, I said, that's getting it wrong. I said, go and read the whole book. Go and read the whole book. I said, read properly, whether slowly but properly. You know, why Christians fail to do massive things is because they do things not well. They do things in a wrong way. You know, they do things in a wrong way. You know, I believe that the church has to do things in a proper way. You know, we're living in the edge of the world. There is nothing that we want more, okay? There is nothing that we want more. You just have to understand this. The reason why you are powerful is because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. The reason why you can be so powerful is because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And why the Holy Spirit is inside of you is because the Holy Spirit is preparing us for the return of Christ. And this has to be in your mindset. I know you want a miracle. I, want you, I know you want a job. I, want you, I know you want a breakthrough. But the reason why these things will happen is because God is trying to make his people have these breakthroughs, have testimonies, have miracles as a display, as a display before the second return of Jesus. So why the church will prosper Okay, why the church will prosper? Because this, the, the scripture has to be fulfilled. That which was prophesied, that the righteous will prosper and the kingdom will rejoice, has to come to pass. So there will be prosperity to the righteous. You shall prosper. It is in this season when God will bring out the prosperity of Zion and prosper his people and have the church experience a certain worth that has never been felt, not because you, you deserve it. I keep on saying this. It's not that, oh, because, oh, my father, you have no idea what I'm passing through. Ain't just so much. I'm, I'm passing through a lot of things. And I believe that God is going to do a miracle for me. What is your reason of looking for that miracle? What is your purpose? Now, if it is for self-glorifying, by the time I'll be finishing my message, I want you to see this. 
My message is discovery, destroying, or I'll be dealing short with the systems or the operations or the towers of Babylon. Okay? There are things which God spoke that they have to happen. Now, first of all, I'm going to read a scripture for you. In Revelation 18, verse 1 and 2. I know Revelation, in some of you, is not your favorite. Uh, you don't even read it. You just go there like this and you start reading. You, you start reading and you get confused. And you go, ah. Then you go to another verse. Then it says, because of this, I'll punish you. Then you close it. You say, ah. <laughs> then you look for another one. You go and then you find another one like this. It says, you shall be the head and not the tail. Oh, Shaya Matarada. I receive it. You will never grow. <laughs> the Lord chastens, rebukes those he loves. You know, when God is rebuking you, it's not that he, he hates you. The Bible says he rebukes those that he loves. As a sign that you are loved by God, it's when he rebukes you. Look at other people. They don't even pray. He doesn't even rebuke them. He has nothing to do with them. Nothing. They are not in his agenda. You know? But when God rebukes you, it means you alone. He has an agenda with you. He has an agenda with you. You know? He has an agenda with you. Let me, let me just say this to you. Okay? One time, I get... I, I took my phone and, and, and I called someone. I needed help on a particular thing. And, and I called someone. I said, you know what? I needed a help on this, 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 this. And I really trusted the person to help me. Okay? I trusted the person that is going to help me. It was just a normal, you know, uh, uh, business thing. So I had hoped the person was going to help me. So, and, and I had trusted. I had all my hopes and everything. And when I was praying at night, the Lord spoke to me and said, he's not happy with me. He's not pleased with me. I said, you're not pleased? He said, I'm not, I'm not pleased with you. He said, that things are doing wrong. So I sat down and I was thinking, what did I do wrong? You know? And then the Lord, that, that, that was the message. And after two months, the word of the Lord came back to me and said, what I did wrong was I had put my faith and trust in that person over that project. Did you hear that? He said, you did not put your faith and trust in me. You had, so you see, and, and, and that was a great deal. It was a big deal, serious deal. And God said, you didn't put, and I was like, oh, huh? Hmm? What is God trying to say? And I went to the Bible, and I, I began to choke the scriptures, and I found someone. <laughs> I found someone, you know, um, um, who there was war, and when there was war, he went to ask for assistance 
from another country. He said, come and help us. Come and, and when he did that, the prophet went to him, the seer went to him and said, you do not put trust your faith in the Lord and you put your faith in that person. All right? Now, this was like a simple thing, like, oh, I think there is war and, you know, it's part of wisdom. It's part of God, you know, like, oh, we need, we need assistance. We need other people to help us. It, it looks, you know, but in that, there was a problem. If you now read the Bible, the same Bible, you will find that in other scriptures that the man of God involves other people to help them. But God comes and is very happy with that other person. Now, what is the difference? Now, there's no difference. They both invited other people to fight them, fight the battle, or solve a problem. But the difference is in involving that other person. One had so much trust in the Lord, and one had just trusted that particular fellow. So you may have a project, you may have a business, and you may have so much faith in your particular business, like, oh, this business is going to give me a breakthrough, or the connection I have now is going to give me a breakthrough, or a miracle is going to take place. But, listen, you need to trust the Lord in that business, because the moment, the moment you do not trust the Lord, you are directly involving what you're trying to do as your eye. In Revelation chapter 18, hmm, from verse 1, the Bible says, And after these things I saw another angel. Somebody say another angel. And after these things I saw another angel. Hmm. Come down from heaven, having great power. I like this. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of the devils, and the hold of every false spirit, and a cage of every and a green and a hateful bed. I saw another angel coming from heaven, and the whole earth was enlightened by his glory. And he cried with a loud voice, Babylon is fallen. The great Babylon is fallen. Now, First of all, we need to understand what is Babylon. Now, do we have a physical Babylon? What is Babylon? Now, Babylon was a kingdom in the first place. Babylon was a country, was a nation. What is Babylon? Babylon is what we call in today's language or in modern day, Iraq. So whenever you hear about the word Babylon, we are dealing with a country of Iraq. Okay? First of all, understand that. When we deal with Babylon, we are dealing with a modern-day Iraq. Now, if the Bible is talking of Babylon, it is talking of the ancient Iraq. So there was a kingdom in Iraq. It was called Babylon. 
But how did this country come up with a name? What happened for this name Babylon to be bestowed upon it? Now, you go to Genesis. Go to Genesis. All right? I'm going to show you quickly chapter 11. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when you read Genesis chapter 11, from verse 1, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. So we understand here from this scripture that the whole world had one language. There was no English, there was no French. There was no your language or any language. There was no my language, neither my father's language, my mom's language, your language, your dad's language. There was no languages. We had only one language. And the Bible says, and it came to pass as the journey from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and bend them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and sling, and they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down. And this confounded their language, that they may not understand one another speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. So you may wonder why others in, in Russia, why other people right now are in Iran, others are in Africa, others are in Kenya. The Bible says this is what happened. When before we were all living together, before. We were all living together. Now we had one language. And then when we were living together in those days, there was a decision to say, let us build a tower. We need to build a city that must look like God. It must look like heaven. We need to be in the same level of God. So they began to build a city. Now, there were two things. There was a city and a tower. Then they said, what are we going to build? We want when we build it, when the world hears about it, when other people hear about it, they should know that our city is the most powerful. 
So they began to build a city. And their reason was to show to other people, to show that they were so powerful. Now watch this. As, as they were doing that, the Bible says God saw it. And the Lord said, these people have got one language. And what they are planning to do, if we don't stop them, they will do it. Now, one would, 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 would want to understand to say, but, but what, 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 what was God trying to do? How many cities were built after them? So many cities. But God didn't come down to stop the cities being built. The problem of these cities, the problem was when Babylon was being built, the motive behind was we need to be equal with God. And this is the same thing that the devil in heaven, when he was called Lucifer, he wanted to be equal with the Lord. So the Lord had to cast him down. Now, I want you to understand something here because this is where the whole issue comes in. You know, um, uh, and, and, and this spirit has destroyed so many people. Many women of God, many men of God, many people are destroyed and they do not know. You know, it is this spirit, the most, most hidden spirit. It has escaped so many prayers. It is moving around. That's what the Bible calls it in, in Revelation chapter 12, I mean 18, verse 2, the Bible calls it, it's a false spirit. Now, the Bible calls it devils, not a devil, but it says a habitation of all devils, a dwelling place of all spirits. Now, the problem was not building the city, okay? The problem was not building the city because in chapter 4 of Genesis, we hear that Enoch, the father of Enoch, built a city. So in chapter 11, what is the problem? The problem here is the city's plan. The whole reason the people are doing it, it is because they're trying to do something that must look similar. Their mind is set. They want something. They're exhorting themselves. A demon, a spirit had come upon the people. And the devil had known that when I was in heaven, I wanted to be like the Lord. And I felt it. So the devil entered into the people. And the people wanted to build a certain thing that has to look like God. It has to, you know, what they were building. The reason was we want to build up a tower that must reach to the level of God. And a city that must reach to the level of God. And the Bible says that was the problem. Now, I want you to see something here that is very important. Is it wrong for a person to think to prosper? It is not wrong. But the moment you begin to understand what I'm trying to teach you, that there is a certain spirit, a habitation, a dwelling place of all demonic spirits, this one, the barbarian spirit, it is not a simple thing. The angel of the Lord in, in Revelation 18 calls it the great Babylon. Now, if the Bible calls it the great Babylon, this revelation was, what was, what, what, what was God trying to say? Do we have Babylon in our modern days? We do not have. But what was God trying to communicate of a Babylon which does not exist in our days? Nowadays, we have got no Babylon. 
It is, it is the ancient kingdom. In the days of John, when he was writing about Babylon, Babylon was not the most powerful. It was no, no longer called Babylon. But why is he writing about Babylon? Yet Babylon does not exist. Because now Babylon has moved from the physical city to a spiritual definition of it. So when the people were trying to physically build Babylon, the Bible says God saw them and God came down. When God came down, the Bible says he confused them by making them start speaking different languages. This is why people started isolating themselves. They began to say, we speak one language, we can understand one another. We are our own nation. Oh, we speak our own language. Oh, we are this tribe. Oh, we are that tribe. That's how tribes originated the whole world. So we have a certain tribe now because there was a, that misunderstanding in Babylon. So the word Babylon simply means a land of confusion or a place where God confused people or a place where there is a confusion because God confused their tongues.